across South Africa, online and on radio. SAFM, let's talk. We are moving on to our next conversation. Nontlanta uh, Lamini, a 38-year-old female train driver of Metro Rail, a division of the Passenger Rail Agency of South Africa, process, is extremely traumatized after she was stoned in her cabin by a mob of furious commuters. Steve Harris, General Secretary of the United Nation, United National Transport Union, UNDU, says Lamini, a member of the union who represents the majority of process employees, was en route from Durban to Stanga when commuters wanted her to stop in the middle of the section. Quote, I refused to do it as it was not allowed and would have created a very dangerous situation for the commuters and for the train. I then stopped at Bryden Station where I had to stop. The commuters were furious. They surrounded the cabin and started stoning me. I tried to hide inside the cabin, Lamini told Harris. The commuters threatened to kill her if they could get hold of her. Lamini was hit on the head and her and her ear by some of the stones and was bleeding badly. She had to wait more than an hour for help to arrive. It is bad, very, very bad. I'm a mother of three children. I used to love my job. But it has become so dangerous that I don't know if I will return home alive to see my children. It is also not the first time this has happened to me. For me and other PRASA employees, assault has become a daily occurrence, Lamini said. She broke down in tears during the conversation with Harris. She had to wait for transports to take her to the nearest hospital for treatment for her bleeding wounds. Sonia Costins, Deputy General Secretary of the United National Transport Union, UNDU, joins us on the line. Sonia, good evening to you and thank you very much for agreeing to talk to us. Good evening to you and your listeners. Thank you for having us. Um, I'm not quite sure where this help is or was expected to come from. Was it from the security personnel from Prasa or was it the police or who? Who was she expecting? Who did she call for help from? Prasa has a protection unit that responds to when there's a crisis like this and they basically go and they save the train driver and the metro guard from the situation. Okay. It's called Prasa Protection Services. Okay. They did not respond. But at the same time, when the Minister of Transport announced that the administrators will be taking over and that we are still waiting for the new security contract to be uh, 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 put in place, mm. he also said that he was in talks with Minister Becky Sele about the role of the Rapid Trial Police Unit. Now, this is a dedicated unit whose core mandate is to provide trial safety safety of commuters and obviously safety of product assets and then obviously safety of the product employees. But the Rapid Rail Police Unit is absolutely, uh, uh, well, they, they are not to be seen at ground level. We don't know where they are. We don't see them on platforms. We don't see them on stations. And they're definitely not patrolling on, on our trains. So we don't know what the purpose is of this unit. We're supposed to be responsible for ensuring that. So you're saying it is process security that has failed, Nuntlantla? 
Yes, Prasa Protection Services had to respond. And this is not the first time. It often happens that a train driver is stuck in a cabin, being stoned, being attacked, being threatened, and they have to wait for hours to get to get assistance. We had a previous case quite quite recently where a, also a female train driver was stuck in at Olifant's Fontaine in Midrand yeah. with the same situation. And she was stuck in a cabin for two hours before she could get assistance. Yeah. All right. We're going to take a break and come back. When we come back, I'd like to know what you have done about this situation because we cannot have people like uh, Stefanus uh, Lowe and the rest who have faced the situation, uh, their lives being placed in danger, and nobody does anything about it. So we're going to begin with you, your organization. What have you done about the situation, seeing that it is not the first time when we come back? Hashtag SAFM Headspace. We have one person, Stephanus Fanny Lowe, who also experienced this very same situation. And it begs the question, who is supposed to do what? You're hearing Unto suggesting that Prasak Protection Services should have done something. Now they did not. This is not the first time they have failed. So what has Undu done to make sure that this does not continue? Because here it is, it's happening again. Sonia? Well, we've had discussions with all the previous ministers of transport, including the current one. We've had discussions with all the boards, with all the acting CEOs, um, and 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 it only led to empty promises. At the end of the day, we managed to convince NetLAC last year that Praza was unable to provide a safe and reliable service. We were granted a strike certificate and we marched to four offices nationwide, but amongst other the union building, to hand over a memorandum of seven demands to the president himself. Because at the end of the day, Plaza can only rectify the situation if we take a holistic approach. And with a holistic approach, we need everyone on board, from communities, from the police, from social development, from uh, 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 provincial government, etc. And that's the only way to save the day. At the end of the day, it's angry mobs of commuters attacking train crews. The reason why they are angry is because the trains are constantly delayed, overcrowded. They are being sexually assaulted on the train. So you can't rely on the train to get your safety work. Um, and you lose your job. If, you, if you're late for the first time, the first time and you tell your boss, Listen, the train was late. He tells you, well, go and find another job. I'm dismissing you. And that's the harsh reality, and that's why they, they just commit the fury. But, but, but at the end of the day, Praza in itself won't be able to save the day, and that's why we tried to get the president on board. Obviously, he did not react. So now we are approaching the Pretoria High Court, where both the railway safety regulator and Praza will be um, in court on the 26th of February, uh, there was a court order granted with specific conditions that Praza had to comply to on 12th of October 2018. That court order is still in place. Praza is not hearing to it, and we want to inform the court accordingly. All right. And uh, see if the court might help. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, this is a decision you took when? This decision to approach the courts? 
Well, the decision to approach the court was taken uh, a few months back. We already drafted our affidavit. But at the end of the day, with the new administrator being appointed, we decided to, to allow him time to implement his new plan. Obviously, after we've seen his turnaround strategy, we realized that although he's doing quite a lot and really attempting to turn Praza uh, back to its former glory, he won't, he won't succeed because he's making the mistake as all his predecessors did, and that is trying, Praza trying to, to solve the situation where they need everyone on board. And they won't be able to solve this without any, everyone on board. Just to give you an example, there's a safety barrier, barrier of 20 meters each side of the railway line where there's supposed to be a no-man's land. We've got squatters living less than half a meter from the railway line. That's not the problem of Praza because you need to relocate them. That's the Department of Housing, Department of Provincial Government need to find a alternative land. So in order to, to, to take away this burden, there, there, there needs to be a realistic approach, and Praza is not getting any cooperation from anyone at this stage. All right. Uh, I, I, I can understand that situation. Do you imagine this process will yield any results? Well, in an ideal world, if we are able to secure the current infrastructure, the little that's left of it, by, for instance, using the South African Defence Force to patrol the railway infrastructure while the police are protecting the railway infrastructure. Then we will be able to, to implement the modernization programs, the uh, re-signaling programs. Remember, we're currently nationwide working almost non-stop on manual authorization. Yeah, but that's, that, that, that's, that's so if you get a favorable security. response there, Sonia. My question is, in the event that you don't get this favorable response and you go to court, do you imagine that the court route will yield any results? Well, the court can stop the operations of fraud with immediate effect because they're not adhering to the court order. But that's not what we want because the, we, we, we are talking about 14,000 jobs that stake. So we need the court to basically get everyone on board to find a, a viable solution. Because at the, at the end of the day, it's not in the best in, interest of the South African economy not to have a passenger rail service. It's the cheapest form of transport. Okay. Hold on. i got a voice note for you. Uh, you can respond to them. Just li- li- listen to this. What concerns me is that how train has deployment of security guards 24-7 inside the trains and even outside the trains. Okay, I'm not too sure if now it has changed, but when I use how train four years, five years ago, they had um, security guards inside and outside um, the stations. But then how come that we don't have De, uh, deployment of security guards in the trains to safeguard the um, the people who are using trains and moreover the staff members as well. I find it very peculiar that it's, it's not the case. Uh, this is Tepiso. Thank you. All right, so I would like to respond to Tepiso. 
if I if I heard her correctly, she was referring to the security on the Gauw train and uh, as opposed to nothing on Metro Rail. Correct. Am I correct? Correct. Yes. Well, with Gauw train, they do have ample security, and that's why we have no incidents at the Pumbela Operating Company. They they run a very tight security system, and that's very efficient. But they also have a secure network. So, in other words, the railway line is secure, and no one can access it. That's not the case with Metro Rail. We've got 37,000 kilometers of Metro Rail, of, of railway line throughout South Africa, utilized by Transnet Freight Rail and by uh, uh, Prada. Tosha Mile, which is long distance, and Metro Rail, which is in the urban passenger space. So uh, the, the, when they the, 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 the merged the former railway police with the South African police force in 1986, there were 7,000 dedicated railway police officials who just who did just that. They patrolled on the trains. They investigated railway-related crimes. They had proactive measures, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It was a separate police unit dedicated to railway lines only. But after the merge, all these, these uh, uh, officials got promoted into other divisions of the South African police. So basically merged and dissolved within the police. And then this new unit, the Rapid Rail Police Unit, came into existence. That's the unit we've got the problem with because it's got the same mandate as very similar to what the former railway police had. Not not half of the the responsibilities, but with the core mandate to ensure rail safety, ensure the safety of commuters and train crews and the assets of Praza. And they're not doing anything about it. They're not visible at ground level at all. All right, all right. Um, so um, I I do wish that you have success in what you're doing because uh, rail is one of the modes of transportation that needs to be secured, as it can alleviate the congestion on the roads. And so I hope, I really hope that you succeed. And we do feel sorry for the people who have been harmed by those hooligans who are throwing stones, the very people who are ferrying them about. Sonia, thank you very much for coming through and talking to us. Really Thanks. appreciate your time. Thank you so much for having us on the show and for always uh, allowing us the opportunity to highlight this very, very grave concern. Thank you very much, Sonia Carsons. Joining us there, talking to us about what is happening, what happened to one of her members, Untu members. And this is not about the members, by the way. This is about the barbaric tendencies of attacking people and almost taking their lives. Who... Who does this? Stoning people in this day and age? What kind of a person are you?